Well, hello. Thank you so much for um, joining with us today. This is a very strange way to do it for us. Um, we are going to try to uh, record a little message for you that um, hopefully will help explain some of the um, decisions that we've made recently to uh, cancel our services for at least this week, maybe next week. We don't know for certain, but um, we're just going to look at it and see um, uh, see how this week goes and what we find out. Um, uh, basically. Um, I received a phone call last night um, uh, from one of my church members that had been talking to some various pastors, and um, they had had a conversation with some um, uh, local physicians, and the local physicians had a few concerns, and um, they gave a recommendation that uh, it might be a good idea for us to uh, to go ahead and cancel our gatherings, at least for now, for just a little bit, um, uh, just uh, as a precaution. Uh, I don't really know exactly what their uh, primary reasons were, but um, here's what I do know. I know that I don't know anything about this. I have no clue. Um, I'm not a medical professional. You know, I, I have my opinion on this just like everybody else does. Um, and I don't need you to comment and try to convince me of your opinion. I'm not going to do the same of mine. Uh, yes, I, I look at this as my opinion, and I think, Yes, we have really overreacted, and, and it just seems like to me that um, um, we've probably um, panicked quite a bit uh, as far as the United States goes. That's my opinion. Um, I don't know that that's true. Uh, the problem is I don't know. And um, one of my jobs as a pastor and one of the jobs of all leadership in churches is to care for our thoughts both spiritually and physically. Um in a case like this, if there were a tornado on the ground and, and, and we knew that it was a possibility that, that it was heading our way, then we would cancel services. And I know that's a far cry from this situation right here, but I also want you to understand that this is also an unknown. Just like you don't know whether that tornado is going to come through, we, we don't know exactly what's going on. But whenever I have uh, physicians, especially local physicians that we trust, and uh, as far as we know are good Christian people, when they give us a recommendation and they have concerns, they are the medical professionals. I'm not. And so we really felt like that it would be wise for us to, to just heed their advice. Um, and again, we're seeing this thing as a very temporary precaution. Uh, we don't believe this is going to be something that lasts long at all. And so um, I want you to understand this was not an easy decision. I have, uh, I have fought with this uh, ever since we made the decision last night as to whether or not it's a good decision or not. And I keep going back to the fact that I don't know. Um, there are so many unknowns in this right now that I believe our best course of action is to take the advice of medical professionals, especially the ones that, that we know and we trust. And so... Um, I believe that we can at least go in that direction right now and um, and see where it leads in the coming days and see where this thing goes. And, you know, my prayer, and I pray that this is your prayer as well, is that all of this comes to nothing. I pray that next year when we're going back and looking at our Facebook memories, we're just laughing about all the panic and we're laughing about how we overreacted. And, and I, I pray that this is something that, that we learn from. I would love for this to come out and be absolutely nothing. Uh, just the things that I'm watching and seeing, and maybe the media is blowing it out of proportion too. I don't know. Um, 
but the things that I'm watching and seeing, I know it seems like uh, Italy has a, a very large mess right now, especially with hospital capacity and trying to treat the people with the cases of, of this um, COVID-19 or coronavirus, uh, whichever one you call it. But um, I, I believe that, again, that our wisest course of action right now was to take the advice of these medical professions and, uh, and to trust them and to follow this path, at least for right now. And we will see what happens here in the next coming days and, uh, and let everybody know when we'll be coming back together. I also want to say, especially to our church, to Wells Baptist, um, from what I understand, um, the smaller group gatherings, they are not um, trying to uh, discourage as much. Uh, again, they are still saying take precautions to stay at home and to isolate. And so uh, that is the best precaution from what I understand. But um, at the same time, I, I do believe that um, that it would be okay for the smaller groups to still be able to come together and meet some if they would like. So we're trying to find that balance here just for right now. Again, during this time of so many unknowns, we, we just don't know. So uh, please be patient with me. Um, be patient with us. We don't know if this was the right decision or not. Um, again, we've struggled with it. But um, we're trying to make the best decision that we believe is the best decision to protect all of our flock. We have a lot of children in our flock. We have a lot of elderly in our flock. And so I believe that it would be a good precaution for us to go ahead and do this just for right now. And um, this is not a decision made out of fear. This is truly a decision that, that we made looking at what would be best for everybody involved. So I want to ask you to, again, to be patient with us and, um, and to just pray for us. Again, these are not easy decisions that we had to make. I didn't... Um, I've never took a class on how to deal with a decision like this. Um, it's not um, it's not in the handbook. And so this is one that we basically just have to take. Um, as these circumstances arise, we just have to make these decisions as best we can. Um, I don't believe that you are any less of a Christian if you chose today to not go to a church um, or you are any more of a Christian if you chose to go to a church today. Uh, I believe that we each have to make a wise decision, and uh, we have to pray. We have to trust God. Um, and, and again, I, I'm going to address that in my study here in just a minute, but I don't believe that just because you didn't go to church that it doesn't mean that you don't trust God. And we'll get into more of that here in just a few moments. But again, this was just a explanation as to why we made the decision we made just a few of the details that, that I felt like you needed to know so that you could at least understand our reasoning and what led us to this. So um, if you disagree with us, forgive us. Um, just um, trust that um, we do love God. We do trust God. And, um, and we're just trying to do what we really feel like is best for the people that uh, we serve in our church. So be patient with us and um, and just stay with us until we figure this thing out together. Um, today, we're going to have a little study through the Word of God. Um, I was going to continue our Revelation, our series through Revelations, but um, I felt like it would be best to talk a little bit about uh, some of the things that we're dealing with right now, some of the panic that is going on. Um, I felt like it would be best to look at the Word of God and be reminded of a few things, and, and I believe that that would help a lot of us during this time. And so. Um, 
that's what our focus is going to be today. We're not going to have a full-blown worship service. Um, I've got um, Nathan Peterson here. He does our media for us, and I'm thankful for people like him and this technology that we're able to do this. Um, I was going to ask him to lead us in a song, but I don't know if he would. Uh, he's shaking his head no, so I guess we're not going to have a song this morning. Uh, however, we are going to look at the Word of God, and we're going to see uh, just a few things that we need to be reminded of concerning this, um, uh, concerning times like these. And so I'm going to read to you from the book of Psalm, chapter 103. I'm going to read verses 15 through 16, and then after I get through reading, I'm, I'm going to uh, go to the Lord in prayer, because I believe that's uh, one of the most important things that we can do for each other right now. And so if you would, let me read Psalm, chapter 103 verses 15 through 16. And this is what it says. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. For the wind passes over it and it is gone and its place knows it no more. And so I want to um, spend just a little bit of time there and a few other scriptures this morning. But um, before I do that, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I just want to let you know that it's during times like these that we understand how much we need you. And Lord, as, as hard as times like these can be, Father, I'm thankful for them. I'm thankful that you remind us that um, without you, we're nothing. Without you, we can do nothing. So Father, right now we come to you and we pray for our nation. We pray for the world. Father, we pray today for medical professionals all over. We pray for the doctors, the nurses, uh, all of the staff in the in the hospitals that that are are, are dealing with uh, any of these sicknesses to any degree, Father, I want to thank you for people that put themselves on the front lines and um, uh, Lord, they fearlessly charge in to to show love and to help whenever times like these come up. Father, I just um, I pray for them today. I pray for their safety. I pray for their wisdom. I pray God that uh, you would provide their every need to accomplish the purpose that you've called them to. Father, I pray today for our nation's leaders. Father, I pray for um, all the leaders of the world, God. Lord, and I ask you that you would give them wisdom, Lord, that they would know how to lead their people during this time. Lord, they don't have a handbook on this either. And Father, I just pray that you would give them wisdom, give them the, the wisdom they need to be able to make good decisions for the people that they, that they lead. Father, I pray today for for pastors, for ministers in the church. And I ask you, God, that you would do the same for them. I pray, God, that, Lord, you would give us all the wisdom we need to be able to lead our people well. And, Father, I pray that, um, Lord, we can do it and stay true to you. Father, I pray that you would forgive us if, um, if we've made wrong decisions. But, Lord, I thank you for the mercy and the grace that you show us every day. And so, Father, I just... I pray right now and ask you that you would help us to make good decisions, that you would lead us, that you would guide us, and that, um, Father, we would be able to rest knowing that, um, Lord, we just trust you. And so, Father, help us to do that today. I pray for all of our sister churches. I pray for all of their leaders. And I just ask you, God, that you would protect us, that you would be with us, that you would help us to uh, figure out how we can be a light in the midst of this darkness, not just by coming to a building, but how can we be a light in the midst of this darkness as we walk in our daily lives? And so, Father, I ask you, God, that, Lord, as, as we go out into this world as individuals, that you would show us on our jobs, that you would show us, um, uh, Lord, in Walmart or wherever we go, how to shine your light and how to show your love during times like these. 
So, Father, I pray for these things, and I ask you that you would help us. God, you know that even at our best, we're still sinners. And so, Father, we need you. And, Lord, that's my plea to you this morning. Help us. Help us as Christians. Help us as a nation. And, Lord, you, your will be done. Your will be done. God, we trust you. And we know that you are good. And so, Father, we ask you for these things, believing in the power and the authority that comes in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So again, I want to have just a, a quick study through the Word of God with you. Um, this is not a sermon that I necessarily prepared. I put a few notes in my phone here, so if you see me looking down at that, I'm just kind of going back to it. About uh, 30 minutes ago, I sit down and just plug these uh, in, so I don't have them fresh on my mind. But there were things that I really felt like were important for us to, um, to at least learn or maybe relearn during these times. There is a um, an article that I read on the Gospel Coalition. It was by a pastor named Mark Oden, I believe. Yeah, Mark Oden. He's a pastor in Naples, Italy. And so he's in the middle of this right now, uh, in the middle of probably one of the hardest hit areas with, with this pandemic um, that we've seen. And he had a good article. It was called Eight Things the Coronavirus Should Teach Us. And so I want to give reference to that because I believe it'd be a good article for you to go and study it yourself. But I'm going to bring out some of the points that he brought up and then add one or two of my own as well. Um, but he, he made some very valid points that I believe that we need to learn or relearn during times like these. And the reason I read Psalm chapter 103 verses 15 and 16 is because it is a reminder to us that this life is so fragile. You know, we forget that so many times. We, um, we believe that we're going to live forever. And, you know, we do have eternity in our hearts is what the Bible says. So in our hearts, there is this knowledge that we know that we were created for eternity. And yet we are also made from dust and living under the curse of sin. And so we're not going to live for eternity, not all of us. Um, those that are in Christ Jesus will end up living for eternity, but those who are not in Christ Jesus will actually end up dying for eternity. And now, right now, we have this middle ground here that we're in to where we are either going to follow Christ and go into eternal life, or we are going to follow our sin and continue in our rebellion against God, and we are going to go into eternal death. Well, right now we are actually dying in this body. And so we are reminded here that as for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. So during this time, we have this period to where we flourish just like a flower does in a field and it blooms and it's beautiful. And, and there are things in this life to where God gives us a, a common grace that we get to experience good things in this life. It's not all good. There is also wrath in this world, but we are like this flower in this field. And for a period of time and periods of time in this life, we get to, um, we get to flourish like a flower. But then it goes on and it says that the wind passes over it and it's gone and its place is no more. And so it's during times like these that we're reminded just how fragile we are. Something as simple as a little virus can come along, and we are reminded that this body is not made to live forever. 
This body is cursed under sin. It is going back to the dust from which it came. And so we, we need this reminder in our life. And so as bad as I hate times like these, I'm also thankful for times like these because we need these reminders that we're not going to live forever. We need these reminders that this body is fragile and it is so easily broken and, and going back to the dust from which it came. Another passage in Psalm chapter 90, verse 12, is a psalm that says, teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. And so one of the things that we see there is that we need to be taught to number our days. As I said before, we have eternity in our hearts. We live each day as if we're going to live forever. But deep down, we also know that we're not. And so we need to be taught to number our days. And this is one way that I believe God is teaching us to number our days. Because let me explain something to you. Even if you never get the coronavirus, you never get the flu, you never get cancer, there is coming a day to where something is going to take you out of this world. This body is not going to live forever. And we know that. But we have to be taught to to remember to number our days. And so when we number our days and we're taught to do that, I believe the Bible says that's where a heart of wisdom comes from. And so we learn to, to make good decisions on a daily basis, to choose to follow Christ and not the things of this world. But if we're not numbering our days, then we will live each day as if there's always tomorrow. And I believe that most all of us know that tomorrow is not promised for any of us. And so I believe that this is a healthy time for us to remember that these bodies are fragile and these bodies are temporary. In James chapter 4, verse 13, he says this, Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. He said, What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then it vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or do that. And so we need to be reminded that our life really is like a vapor. I've used this example many times, but when you go outside on a cold morning and you breathe, you'll notice that this mist and this vapor comes out of your mouth. And it comes and it stays for maybe just a couple of seconds and then it's gone. And that's what the Bible describes our life as. Our life is like a vapor. And again, we need to be reminded of this. I know that there are people here watching right now that if you think about it, yesterday you were a child. I mean, I know that's true for me. Uh, here I am, 41 years old, I believe, 41, um, somewhere around in there. But um, just yesterday, I was a kid. Just yesterday, I was carefree, just living every day to play. That's all I cared about. And so I had to be reminded that this life is a vapor. And it's times like these that I'm thankful that God does remind me that this life is not going to last. For those of you that have had cancer or other diseases or you had the flu and you got over it, maybe... God heals you a hundred times from, or a thousand times from a thousand different things. But there is coming a day, and we don't get to choose when that day is, that this body will be no more. And so again, I'm, I'm 
I'm stretching this thing out, but the point is, as you see all this panic on TV, and as you recognize that um, something as simple as a virus can bring us, can cripple us, we need to be reminded that this body is fragile, and it does not take much to send it back to the dust from which it came. Now again, God also said in Acts chapter 17, verse 26, I believe it is. Um, in Acts chapter 17, verse 26, God, no, that's not where it is. Acts 17, I'd have to find exactly where it is. But God, God told us in that time that um, he has pre-appointed our times and the boundaries of our dwellings. In other words... God has already determined the day that you're going to be born and the day that you're going to die. And he already knows what it's from. And so we, we need to step back and understand that we're not living in fear because God already knows whether the coronavirus is going to get us or it's not. But at the same time, I believe that God has given us wisdom to be able to make good choices. And we'll get into that a little bit in this um in one of these other points right here. But just keep in mind, um, this body is fragile. This is a good reminder of that. And um, we don't walk in fear. We walk in faith. We know that our times are already appointed. Uh, but we need to be reminded to number our days so that we can gain a heart of wisdom and choose wisely day after day after day that we do get to live on this earth. The next thing that I want to point out is that um, this virus should remind us and we should learn from this that um, we're all equal. <laughs> this is where we learn that um, it doesn't matter if you're black, if you're white, if you're male, if you're female, if you're Italian, if you're Middle Eastern, um, if you're Asian, th this virus reminds us that we are all on equal ground right here. And so I want to remind us that the Bible says this. Now, this is Acts chapter 17, verse 26. He said that um, God made from one man every nation and every person that is on the face of this earth. I'm paraphrasing that, as you know. But the point is, is that every single one of us came from the same seed. We are all Adam's posterity. We all um, descend from Adam and Eve. And so we need to be reminded that while you and I may see differences in each other's, uh, for instance, even though we may be the same race, maybe maybe we're two white people sitting here, um, you're watching me right now, but I, I would still see a difference in you to some degree. You're not like me, and I'm not like you in every way. And so we see differences in each other. Um, and a lot of times we carry that to an extreme of racism and so many other um, uh, terrible ways that we do it. But... It's times like these that I think that we're reminded that we are all equal. This virus doesn't care where you come from, who you are, what race you are. Um, it, it affects all people the same. 
Now, yes, I understand that it says it affects elderly and children and immunocompromised people. I, I get that. But I think you understand the point that I'm trying to make. We are all equal when it comes to the eyes of God. We are all under the same curse of sin. We all have the same fragile bodies. And so we all experience the same fear during times like these to a certain degree. Um, for those of us that are in Christ and our hope is in the future, of course, it's completely different. But we are on the same ground and we are all equal when it comes to whatever color you are or whatever um, uh, whatever background you come from, whatever culture you have, we all descend from the same blood. And I'm thankful for reminders like this that remind us that even though we like to look at the differences and we like to see the differences in each other, and we like to use those to hold uh, things against each other, but the fact of the matter is we need to be reminded that we are the same. We are all equal. And this is a reminder that is good for that. Uh, the next thing that I want to point out, um, we're not in control. <laughs> you know, and this is a tough one because um, I don't know about you, but one of the hardest struggles in my life is when I'm caught in a situation that I can't control. I feel like I need to be in control of everything. Um, one of my struggles as a husband and a father a lot of times is when my wife or my child is in a situation to where I can't fix it. I feel like I have to fix it. And I know if you're, if you're, if you're a husband or, or pretty much anybody can probably relate to that right now. You understand exactly what I'm talking about. We feel like we need to be in control of everything. And yet the truth of the matter is we're never in control. We're never in control. I want to read James chapter 4 again, verse 13 through 16 this time. And I want you to think about what he says here. He says, come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist or a vapor that appears for a little time and then it vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance, and all such boasting is evil. We think that we're in control of everything. And this is arrogance whenever we actually believe we have control over really anything. Our job in this is to surrender to the one who has ultimate control. And the fact of the matter is, it's trials like this that we need to be brought into that remind us that we don't have control. God has control. And this is a reminder that we submit to him and we surrender to him. You know, one of the things that, um, that I think about whenever um, I look at trials like this is that the Bible tells us in James chapter 1, I believe it is, he said, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your patience, no, I'm sorry, the testing of your faith produces patience, and let patience have its perfect work so that you will be complete and lacking nothing. And so one of the things that we learn from that is that God puts trials in our life like this to remind us 
that we depend on him, that we don't really control anything. And this is a hard lesson to learn, but it is a lesson that we need to be taught over and over again. And so, again, as hard as this is, I'm thankful to relearn during times like this that we don't really have control. Um, God is in control. He is the one that determines our fate. Our lives are all in his hands. He determines whether we go and do this today or whether we go and do this tomorrow. And our job is to look toward him and his will and to trust in him and say, if the Lord wills, we will do this or we will do that. But only if the Lord wills. And so we need to be reminded that we're not in control. And that's a hard lesson to learn. It's a lesson that we will always be learning. And I'm thankful for times like these because it teaches us patience. It teaches us to wait on God. It teaches us how to trust God. You know, last night, whenever I got the phone call, um, it was a little late, and um, I had already decided that I was not going to cancel services, that, um, again, in my mind, all this is blowed out of proportion, and, um, and, and, and still kind of feel that way. Maybe it's not, but, um, but I had done decided that I was not going to cancel services. But I had talked to a couple of my members, and I told them, I said, you know, if this if this thing starts hitting close to home, then we might start looking at the possibility of us having to cancel it. And so, um, but in my mind, again, I had already decided we're having, so this is what we're going to do. And again, I'm thinking I'm in control here. And so I'm thankful that God reminds me and he puts people in my path that, that reminds me that I don't know it all, that I don't have it all figured out. I do not have all the answers. And I need to be reminded that I am not in control. Um, I have sit back and I have wished that um, I would have took just a moment to, um, to really think and pray on this decision a lot more than I did. The call was late. And so in my mind, I'm thinking people are going to um, be going to bed and I need to get a message out. I need to let people know. And um and it was just not, um, it was a rush decision. Um, again, I have come to settle with it because I still believe that medical professionals know more than I do. But um, back to my point, I should have took time to sit down because even in that moment, I was still trying to control it. Instead of just stopping and really looking to God um, and spending more time really trying to seek out his wisdom. I don't know that the um, the answer would have been different, but I learned. I learned that I need to be patient, and I learned that I need to let patience have its perfect work so that I can be complete and lacking nothing. Um, in the meantime, when patience doesn't have its perfect work, uh, we usually end up uh, making decisions that are not necessarily good. Again, I'm not saying that this one was not. Um, I'm still going on the advice of medical professionals, and so I lean on that. But I look back at the decisions I made, and I wished I had have done this, namely spent more time with God and really, really sought his heart on, on this decision. And so I would, um, I would advise us to learn from this, to let patients have his perfect work, to remind us that we're not in control, that... Um, God is in control, and we 
need to seek him daily because only if he wills will we do this or will we do that. And so that's a beautiful reminder for us. Another um, another point that I wanted to bring out in this is that this reminds us how much we need to pray, as I mentioned in that, um, in, in that last point at the end of it. Um, we know that we're not in control. We know that, um, that God's will is going to be done daily. So we're reminded that um, we're not in control of much, but God is. And so we need to pray, and we need to make sure that um, we're not just praying for ourselves, but we're praying for others, for our leaders, for our medical professionals, and for the ones that are most susceptible to sicknesses during times like these. Um, you know, Jesus was the Son of God. He was God in the flesh, and yet he prayed often. He got up early before everybody else rose, and he went to his place, and he prayed. He stayed up late after everybody else had went to bed, and he went to his place, and he prayed. And one thing that we can learn from that is that if the Son of God, who was perfect, who had no sin, yet in here in the flesh, he needed to pray. He went to pray. He understood the value of prayer, I guess I should say. If that is the case, then how much more should we, who are far from perfect, um, our nation's leaders, no matter how you view them, no matter what you think about them, um, they're far from perfect. They need prayer. Your pastors, your, your uh, elders, your church leaders, no matter how you view them, they are far from perfect and they need prayer. And so um, we, this is a time to, to remind ourselves of how great our need for prayer is. And so I, I just pray that this is, this is a time that it leads you to, to seek God's guidance for all for yourself in decisions that need to be made daily. Um, I pray that you would be a person right now that would seek God's guidance in uh, our nation's leaders and uh, medical professionals, whether they be doctors or nurses or staff or whatever. Um, I pray that this is a time that we recognize just how much we need prayer. Because again, I remind you of the previous point. We are not in control of anything, really. And so we need prayer. We need God and we need his direction in our lives. Um, you know, and I want to hit for just a moment the difference between faith and fear. You know, fear is the natural response. It's um, it's a great unknown. Um, we don't like the unknown. <laughs> we, we, we like to know everything. We like to be able to see everything and understand everything. But the truth of the matter is there are so many unknowns here. And so that's one reason why there is so much fear in people. But there is a big difference in fear and faith. And we're not people of fear. We are people of faith. Uh, and at the same time, we are people who are growing in our faith. And so we also learn to be patient with people that maybe their first response is a natural response of fear. Um, but I believe this is a time to remind us that we shouldn't respond in fear, but instead we should respond in faith. And let me explain that for just a minute. Faith is uh, the full assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen, according to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. And so Faith fully trusts that what God has promised, he will do. Um, there's no question that God is going to do it. Because I know what a lot of you are thinking, that a response of faith would be to just keep on going and 
um, and to just um, to not have any interruption in anything. I don't believe that's necessarily true, and I'll explain why in just a moment. But again, going back to faith, faith is fully trusting that what God has promised he will do. What has God promised? Well, he promised that when we go through the fire, he'll be with us. When we go through the flood, he'll be with us. He'll carry us through. Um, he's pro there's promise after promise. There's there's promises that um, he will work all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And we absolutely believe and trust that those promises are true. But I also want to remind you of the scripture, uh, I think it was somewhere around Matthew chapter 4 maybe, where Jesus has been took to the pinnacle of the temple by Satan. And Satan told him, he quoted scripture. He said, cast yourself down from here because God has promised that he has given his angels charge to protect you lest you gash, dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus's response was, it is also written that thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Thou shalt not put God to the test. And so I believe that there is also a time of wisdom that just because there is a promise that says God is going to protect us does not mean that we don't use common sense. And if there are stairs to be taken, take the stairs instead of jumping off the temple. <laughs> and so this is this may be a little stretch. I don't know. I don't think it is. But I believe that faith can also choose to use wisdom. And faith can also choose to trust the people that God has put in places to to be medical professionals, and that is their calling in life. And I believe that there it can also be faith to absolutely trust what they say and to trust their recommendation and to use good judgment. Uh, again, there's a balance there. I don't believe that we just surrender and we just quit everything, but I believe what they're asking for a period of time that um, that we give this um, uh, this time of a curve or whatever they're talking about to. Um, to come down, I believe that um, I believe that that can be wisdom, and I believe that instead of walking in fear, that that's not necessarily saying that we're afraid that we're all going to die from the coronavirus, and that's why we make this decision. That's not the case. The decision is made trusting God, believing that His promises are absolutely true, but also believing that um, faith is also about using wise judgment and trusting God that he is leading us in that wise judgment. Uh, so again, I'm not trying to justify the decision over anybody else's. Um, just trying to say that it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not walking in faith just because you chose to not have services this morning. So um, that's a very important thing to, to keep in mind in this as well. Lastly, this is the last thing I'll bring out. Um, during times like this, we need to be reminded to leave some room for grace for people. As I said before, we are all under the same curse of sin. Um, we don't always make right decisions. Maybe you think you've got this whole thing figured out, and maybe you do. I, I don't know. Um, I don't. I know that. I don't have it figured out. I have so many questions and so few answers. Um, and even where I think to go to get the answers, I don't know if I trust it or not. And so we don't have this thing figured out. And so people right now are learning just how fragile life is. Leave a little room for grace for it. 
Yes, um, I understand. I don't get the panic either. I, I did not go to Walmart and buy up all the rolls of toilet paper that they had. Um, I, I, I did not go and stock up on all the canned foods that I could find. Um, I, I haven't done that. Um, I don't believe that we need to do that. However, I also need to make sure that I leave some room to understand that people are scared right now. Um, they, they are facing an unknown. They don't really know how to respond. I, I saw a woman the other day in Walmart. I'm not going to say what day it was because I don't want to point her out on this, but I saw her in Walmart. She had a buggy, and the buggy was piled from the bottom of it over the top of it with stacked cans of soup. And as I went by, I thought, I wonder what she's thinking. And and, and in my heart, I, I judged her as, um, I'll just be honest with you, as an idiot. In my heart, I judged her as an idiot. And um, if I wasn't better at keeping my thoughts to myself, I probably would have said something to somebody else or already posted something on Facebook about, um, about what this woman was doing. But God reminded me during this time that I need to leave some room for grace, that I need to be reminded that people are fragile. And it's during this time that they're learning how fragile they are. It's learning, they're learning right now that they really don't have control over anything and they don't like that. We need to learn to be patient with each other and not be so quick to scold each other just because our feelings are different than theirs. I really believe that's an important lesson to learn right now. You know, as Christians, we're called to be the light of the world. And the light of the world does not mean that you're smarter than everyone else. The light of the world means that you know how to love others the way that Jesus loves. And so it is my prayer that during this time that we learn to leave some room for grace, to make sure that we are not so quick to scold people for, for the things that they're doing, and that we use this as an opportunity to share the bad news that this world is cursed and that these lives are fragile and that they are going back to the dust from which they came and that we are sinners and that we do make bad decisions. And yet at the same time, to use that as the platform to share the good news that Jesus Christ has come to save us from our sin, to give us eternal life. And he is our only hope. And so it is my prayer that we learn to leave some room for grace for people. I hope that during this time that if you're one of those that have been posting um, smart aleck memes about how the people are idiots right now and, and, and all of that, I, I pray that you would have the same conviction I had and that you would leave a little room for grace, that you would apologize and that you would be the light in this world and that you would shine because you are a follower of Jesus Christ. And so during this time, there are a lot of unknowns. We don't know what the future days hold. Is this thing going to get worse? Is it going to get better? Um, is it going to kill a bunch of people? Is it going to come to nothing and, and it be something everybody overreacted to? Maybe, maybe, we don't know. And so during these unknowns, I pray that we can at least learn the lessons that God would have us to learn through this time. 
And I believe just a few of them have been mentioned in this study today. So I'm praying for you. Um, we're probably going to be giving more updates um, throughout the week and uh, probably more studies. I'll probably do the Wednesday night study um, on here. And, um, and then again, we're going to look at next Sunday and see where we go from there. Um, I'll make sure that I'll get a message out as soon as possible to let people know uh, where we stand on that decision and, um, and um, get back to our regular service as soon as possible. But um, just be patient with us. Hang in there with us. Uh, keep showing love. Leave a little room for grace and um, shine the light of Christ in this world. God bless you. I love you.